I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, Maddie, it is good to see you again. Former coworker, of course. And uh, I have to start with just noticing your column yesterday for NBC Sports Chicago and how profound it was. And the headline is, Mets firing Porter is a start, but sports industry has a lot of work to do. I couldn't agree more, but speaking from your personal experience, you said that's something that you don't normally put out there. What went through your mind when you heard about everything going on? Yeah, um, first of all, thanks for shouting out the column. It was definitely, it was not surprising, which I think you hear from a lot of women and which is probably the saddest part of all of this. Um, I read the story from ESPN, amazing reporting done by them, and, you know, was emotionally drained. And I was like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to process this, and I'm just going to write something tomorrow. But I tried to go to bed. Things kept running through my mind. I ended up writing that column mostly on my notepad in my, um, in my phone just because I think for a lot of women, you see reflections of what you've gone through. Like I, I've never had explicit pictures sent to me by a source. That is absolutely inexcusable. And I'm glad that they fired him. That was absolutely the best thing to do in that situation. But you do have to deal with this weird line between sometimes you have sources who don't understand what the professional relationship looks like for whatever reason when they're dealing with whether it's all women or a specific woman, and you have to toe that line between, okay, I want to have this source. I want to be well-informed about the team that I'm covering, but I shouldn't have to deal with this type of harassment. So a lot of that was going through my head as the, as the news broke. And, and even in the day since, as we've seen, yes, it's a great step for the Mets to take a strong stance on this, but it's not just a one-time thing. It's a very systematic issue. And teams across the league have to be, and, and really workplaces across the country have to be aware that things like this happen all the time and aren't necessarily reported. Maddie, I'm really interested in the actual mechanics of the Cubs investigation of how hand in hand this is done with MLB and my my experience with such things is that businesses will when they self-investigate 
will, whether or not they know they're doing it, will impose limitations that shield them from finding out all the things they might not want to know, even with fail-safes in place. Do you think this is going to be an independent group that will be doing it? Will it be Cubs employees doing it? Because, as, as I was saying earlier in the show, what they can do is try to indemnify as many women in and around the team as possible and simply begin, start by talking only to women and getting honest thoughts as, as, as you can and then working outward from there. Yeah, um, so far they have been uh, a little, I'm not, I don't want to say cagey or secretive, but they haven't been completely open about what this investigation is going to look like moving forward. Um, it is, I'm glad that MLB is investigating. I'm glad that the Cubs are investigating. There are some um, challenges in that, you know, people have left since, since uh, 2016 when this happened. And and so they're going to have to get in contact with some people who aren't with the organization. You still have, you know, plenty of people who have been at the organization for that time. And so, like you said, the fact that they were in leadership positions then doesn't reflect well on them. And so you'd hope that they do take this absolutely seriously. But it is so important to talk to women to make sure that you get their opinions, not just it, as we're going through this investigation, but you had met President Sandy Alderson saying, you know, that they got glowing reviews about Jared Porter when they're going through the interview process. And then he was asked a follow-up, well, you know, how many women did you talk to? And they didn't. And so I think bringing it back to the Cubs moving forward as they're going into their GM search, that's a lesson that they can learn, that you can't just ask other white men in power about what they think about your potential candidates. A, hire a woman or a person of color if they're the best person for the job. B, as you're going through the process, make sure you're talking to women, make sure you're talking to people of color, because it doesn't necessarily mean everything. It's just a bunch of white dudes think that this person is great. I know we're going to get to a couple of issues that will always be popular Cubs talk, like, say, pitching in a moment. But just just to wrap this up, I wonder what's next when it comes to even having the investigation. What do they find? How is it going to affect anything if they do? Because it was so long ago, relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the investigation will be working with MLB, and that'll affect whether Jared Porter can come back into baseball for one, um, but I think that the Cubs should take this as an opportunity to really reflect on, on what the what Cubs culture means and what they want it to mean moving forward and really be honest about do we need to make changes because, you know, the fact that this happened four and a half years ago doesn't mean necessarily mean that it's not happening today, even if people have moved on and I haven't had any bad experiences. I've only been here for a year. Um, but that's, that's some things that they need to, to really dig into and really reflect on and have an honest conversation about as an organization. Sure. The main perpetrator of this event is Vaughn and out of our organization, but do we need to make some changes regardless of that fact? 
So let's talk about pitching as we look at the baseball side of things. I am not that unhappy that John Lester's gone because I don't think this rotation needed another fastball that averages less than 90 miles an hour. And I just I don't know where enough velocity is going to come from in this starting staff or really what they're trying to do working with this this tiny, tiny margin for error with Hendricks and Mills and Davies and all these guys that have to be so perfect at some point, they're going to need somebody who throws hard, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, and not even just because of, I think that those guys have proved, Hey, you don't have to have velocity to succeed, but you do need diversity within your rotation to succeed. You can't just have slow guy after slow guy, after slow guy, after slow guy, because after three days of seeing basically the same pitcher, that's an advantage for hitters, right? Um, I think where John Lester officially leaving, right? We knew that, that he wasn't getting his option picked up, but officially going to another team where that hurts Cubs fans is seeing, hey, this is a guy who we've loved, who has really embraced Chicago, who didn't have that high of a price tag, it turns out, um, and the Cubs weren't wi- wi- weren't willing to spend the money to bring him back. So I think, obviously, as they look forward, it would be nice to add some uh, some velocity back into that rotation. But also, Lester had some things like his presence in the clubhouse, both for bringing along younger pitchers, but also just. The, the whole team as in general, that could have been very valuable as you move on to we're going to have a young rotation coming up. You know, you have a guy like Edward Alvalad, who's who we're, we all expect to be a regular starter, and he's going to need some of those veteran guys to help move him along. And, you know, Hugh Darvish is gone, so yes, Kyle Hendricks is the guy there. I also wonder what that means for Braylon Marquez, who was highlighted in the Baseball America Top 100 Prospects. He was one of two of the Cubs. And what prospects, other than those two, could possibly end up seeing a lot of playing time this season? Yeah, uh, Braylon Marquez is a guy who we got to see one uh, outing from, and he was very wild, if you guys remember the White Sox um, series. But, like, you see so much potential, right? You see that fastball and, you you know, you practically want to salivate, right? He is a guy who they're very excited about, but who isn't going to be ready to slide into that starting rotation at the beginning of the season. So he's a guy who potentially could make some sort of, of impact on the big league roster, whether it's, you know, a spot start or, or, um, or joining the bullpen for a bit. But he definitely is a work in progress and has a way to go development-wise, and you don't want to speed him along just because you don't have other pitchers, right? Um, So he's a guy that they're really excited about, but I don't think you can count on day one sliding into the rotation. Um, Another guy that comes to mind in terms of where the Cubs have some thinness in their rosters, I say, is Miguel Maya's catcher. But he's another guy who the Cubs need to get another backup catcher because they're excited about him. He's great. But is he ready to pitch in as much as a Victor Caratini did? I don't think so. 
We're talking with Maddie Lee of NBC Sports Chicago on the Bernstein Rahimi Show on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Give us a reset just in general where we stand on potential trades and whose phone is ringing for whom because it's, everything got real quiet after the arbitration deadline with some of these names that we've heard, whether it's Bryant or Contreras or Baez and any number of fringe rumors that we've heard. Is it as quiet as it seems or are there big names still in play? I believe there's still big names in play. Obviously, they can't roll out the roster that they have right now. You look at Wilson Contreras as a guy who they can get a lot back from. He's he's definitely the guy who could be their biggest trade asset in terms of, of a return that they could get. And, you know, we've seen that they're focused on really bolstering that farm system. He's a guy that you could get great prospects back from. Um Chris Bryant, obviously, that name is still out there. I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the roster come spring training. But he's also a guy who I think every team knows if they want to go get him, the Cubs will listen. And Maddie, I know we talk to you a lot about about baseball, but you also covered the Oklahoma City Thunder for quite some time. Real quick, James Harden on the Nets, good or bad? I am fascinated to see how that turns out because obviously that duo is working really well right now. We'll see once they become a trio, how I know everyone, everyone keeps saying this, but can they share the ball? They are all very ball dominant players. Can they share the ball? The talent is there. I think that they're the favorite in the East, but whether that much talent can shake out to become a really balanced group. We'll see about that one. Yeah, I just like the fact that you uh, and Darnell she... are the ones yep. that I was curious about, man. You <laughs> and Darnell, both well, former Thunder reporters. Well, and Shaquille yeah, O'Neal said, funny. "Yeah, I said he went from the Splash Brothers to the Dribble Brothers, and it's just a matter of uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing if the ball's always That's always so in the air. Now, now it's just everybody's just standing around dribbling. He's going to have to figure out how to fit in." Uh, Maddie, this is great <laughs> stuff. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. That is Maddie Lee of NBC Sports Chicago. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.